Hi everyone, this is Marilyn Bradford, and I would like to welcome you to my Left Turn podcast. What is your left turn? Writing a blog, parenting in a different way, letting go of the old because you are aware of something greater. Left turns are choices we can all make. It's about a willingness to step into the unknown in any area of your life, to trust yourself to risk creating or trying something new. It's about letting your true uniqueness shine. The greatest people who have lived, artists, statesmen, writers, explorers, musicians, have all been people willing to turn left. What capacities do you have that you have not acknowledged? What would your life and the world be like if you were willing to turn left? everyone. Welcome to the Left Turn Podcast. And I have as my guest today, someone who's no fun whatsoever. I can't be around her without cracking up. But anyway, describing herself, she called herself a lover of left turns, which I think is awesome. She works with Access Consciousness as one of the amazing oracles who can just get on that. I don't know how they do it, but they do. They take down like every word. It's astounding. And she is a certified facilitator uh, of Access Consciousness, also a facilitator of Conscious Horse, Conscious Writer, and of Talk to the Entities. So welcome, Allison. Thank you so much, Marilyn, for having me on here. This is so fun, and I just love hanging out with you. I laugh with you every time I see you, so you know, <laughs> it's a <great>. joy. <laughs> I would also say, wearer of the best spangled top I've ever seen. <laughs> That's awesome. I should have brought a picture. Here. Yeah. Uh, so, Allison, if you were going to describe some of your left turns, where would you start? What would that be? And how was it for you? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so, I think this podcast is so cool where people actually get to talk about, you know, their left turns and what they thought they were doing wrong, which actually turned out to be a really huge gift yes. in their life in the future. Yes. Just gives me goosebumps. I'm like, ah, because I feel like that has been my entire life. Um, makes me think even back just to, you know, growing up in school and like doing things like sports and getting good grades and like, am I doing it right? And then going to college and I was supposed to get a scholarship and I went to the wrong school. I ended up going to the school. <laughs> I love it. I didn't go to the school where I was going to get a scholarship because I didn't want to go to these other schools. And um, so I went to the school. I almost made the team, but didn't quite make the cut. And so then I became a, a bartender and I was like, oh, that's weird. How do you do this? And I ended up, you know, going through college and bartending forever and I was supposed to get like a business degree and all of these things, but I just didn't want to do. I was like, I don't even like any of this stuff. What can I do? What I had to pick a major and I was like, what major can I pick where I don't have to like do much and I can still have fun. So I was <laughs> like, I can speak Spanish and I can, you know, speak Spanish and we'll see. I got ended up getting a major in that, but bartending for a while, I was like, is this the only thing I can do? Like, what if I just, is this like what I'm going to do for my whole entire life? And I was like, eh, that doesn't sound like the right thing to do. 
Um, and I was like, well, maybe I'll just go travel and see what shows up. And, you know, you're not supposed to, after college, after you spend yeah. all this money, you're supposed to get a job and do the right thing. And I was like, eh, I'll just go to Honduras and see what happens. And <laughs> <laughs> so I volunteered, I spoke my Spanish and like, I still, I, I was like, well, what would I really like to do? And a lot of the tools in access consciousness um, are just questions for creating possibilities for the future. And I, I wasn't, I had, didn't know about these tools yet, but I was really good at just like, okay, setting a target, asking a question and doing the next thing. So I was asked while I was traveling, like, what are you doing? What do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. I'm running out of money. Um, I guess I would just like to do something where I could work for a year and then travel for a year. And I happened to say this to someone who had done that same thing. They're like, oh, I taught English in Korea. And I was like, Korea, that sounds terrifying. In my head, that was like not something that you Americans do. And especially for some reason, the point of view that I picked up somewhere in Michigan was you only go to Asia when you're old and retired and like, <laughs> no idea where that was, but I'm like, I'm going to try it. I've never been to Asia. Uh, I'll just go and see. So became an English teacher in Korea and then was able to, you know, um, take all of the money, all of the $12,000 I had made from making this choice. And I could have gone to, I was like, okay, what's my next thing? I would like to have a job where I could just work and travel at the same time, not go back, make money and then travel. So I was like, oh, massage therapy. And so I I was like, I should take this money and go to massage school and just pay for it. I'm like, but it sounds more fun <laughs> to take all of this money and travel Southeast Asia and India for a year. So I did what I wanted, I set out to do. I traveled for the year and then I spent about $10,000 over the year. You can do that, it's possible. I had like- In a, Asia particularly, I think. Yeah, yeah, I had a $7 a day budget. Um, and <laughs> so then, um, you know, I had spent all my money and I was like, oh my God, I'm like almost 30 years old. I have really ruined my life. Like I'm not, I have nothing really to say for myself. So I better take a loan out and go to massage school. And that's when, um, you know, I kind of scared myself. And when access consciousness showed up, I was like, just finishing massage school and I was like oh my god now I'm 31 am I supposed to get married am I supposed to buy a house how do you buy a house and like do I have to have kids now I'm like I don't I don't really want to do all this stuff yet so I remember like asking again I was asking whatever I didn't know what I was asking but I'm like there's got to be something else possible what is it and within a couple of weeks someone had asked me like hey, have you ever tried the bars before? And I was like, nope. She's like, have you heard of access consciousness? And I was like, ah, nope. But I was a fresh massage therapist and I really wanted to look cool. Like I was all about being cool back then too. So I wanted to look cool and have a energy work thing to offer. Like, you know, like a guru kind of. I had been to India and the Reiki thing I took there, but it wasn't, I was like, eh, I don't want to spend 30 years becoming an expert. She's like, with the bars? you can take it for one day and you become a, a practitioner. So one day you got your energy work thing. I'm like, deal. 
So I took this bars class and I didn't know what they said. I didn't know what this pock and pad thing was. And I was like, huh? I don't know what just happened, but I think I want more of this. And they're like, oh, you can, you know, if you take two more classes, you can become a facilitator of this. And like, I don't know. Okay, I'll try it out. And so, you know, I shouldn't have also spent the money doing this. I, again, had no money then was, you know, I think when I lived in, moved to Denver to go to massage school, I was making $300 a week and going to school and paying rent. I was renting out my couch, renting out the garage so that my <laughs> rent was low enough. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to take this bars class. I'm going to put these other classes on a credit card. And I don't know what it is, but this is not the right thing to do, but definitely I'm doing this. And I'm so happy I did because, you know, taking the bars class, taking the foundation class, um, all of these tools started to flow into my life that, especially after the foundation, I was like, oh my God, I'm not wrong. Like yes. I'm not wrong for choosing what I've been choosing or also feeling like for, I didn't want to judge myself for not, um, it always felt wrong to go down the rabbit hole of what other people judging themselves or, you mm -hmm. know, all of these problems and stuff. And I was like, oh, this just doesn't feel fun. So I would always kind of avoid it or just go drink or whatever. And, you know, these tools started to show up like interesting point of view. I have this point of view, interesting point of view. They have this point of view. I'm like, oh, oh, how relieving. I can just kind of relax more around people and not have to like align and agree with all of their stuff. And I get to, you know, the more these yeah. um, teaching, facilitating more and more classes, I got to start sharing that with other people. And it's snowballed into facilitating all these other things around the world. And so I got my ask. I now travel the world and make money. And yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I feel like I'm rambling. Thanks for listening. Well, it's great. It's great. The adventureness of you and the fact that even before access, you were asking questions rather than simply accept accepting your fate. This is what I have to do. That was the one thing I was like repulsed by. I'm like, no, yeah. no, I'm not doing that. No, you did get your ask. Well, I'd love to hear more about the travel. How did, did that expand things for you? What was all of that like? Oh my gosh, that was just amazing. So I did, I didn't know, um, also in access consciousness, you know, you start to become more aware that you're aware yes. of people's thoughts, feelings, emotions, everything. And I was really good at presenting as super happy, you know, making everybody else happy whilst you know having all of this anxiety underneath that I didn't show anybody but and I didn't even realize that I had like that that wasn't just normal um right. until later <laughs> until it went away after using the getting my bars run and talk to the entities helped a lot um so I had all of this anxiety but I always for some reason had this drive to travel like I grew up in the Midwest of the United States in Michigan, and we had like, I think Denny's or like uh, Applebee's was like our fancy place to go to dinner. Wow. <laughs> Help. Help. And I had uh, this friend and her mom who were like, do you want to go to Mexico for spring break with us? And I was like, 
yeah, parents, can I go? And they're like, no. And I was like, how do I get them to let me go? I was like, guys, I'm like in 11th grade or maybe I was a senior. I'm like, basically my life is over. I am going to go to college. Then I'm going to get a. I have to study the whole time. Then I'm going to get a job. I'm going to have to work all the time. Then I'm going to get married and have kids. Like I have no time to travel. This is my only time. And they're like, oh my God, fine, go. Great manipulator. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it was so funny. They're like, fine, just this once. And then, so I got a taste of going out into a different country, Mexico. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is the best thing ever. I need more of this. What's it going to take? So every spring break, I would go somewhere. And then um, one of the times, so I got to, as a Spanish, you know, being a Spanish major, I got to go, I had to go somewhere to study for a bit abroad. So I went to Costa Rica and that was just like, oh my God. It was also, I had to live with a family, which was like for my anxiety was like, oh God. So um, just talking to people was hard. And so I just went anyway, but you know, you get used to things and you start to expand out into things. And I started making friends and we ended up taking a trip to one of the beaches pretty close by. We were studying in San Jose, but we went out on a weekend beach trip and we discovered this thing called a hostel <laughs> and a hostel. I'm like, what's a hostel? They're like, basically it's like a hotel kind of, but you sleep in a room with a bunch of backpackers and it's like $5 a night. I'm like, $5? Are these all over the world? They're like, yeah. I'm like, boom. Cause I, obvious, I did not make a lot of money. I was kind of like traveling and then bartending, traveling and bartending. And then after a while, you know, I was like, well, what would it take to have money and travel at the same time after I had worn myself out but just this travel like the knowledge of there being a possibility of hostels that I could afford and that I could spread my money across was like all right let's do this so I'd say like by the time you know before I was 30 and went to massage school I had gone to like over well over 13 countries wow. um unlike a shoestring budget, like mm -hmm. nothing. I knew how to uh, find flights. You had to take like four or five flights to get anywhere and like spend the night on the floor in a airport, but I didn't care. It was, I did whatever it took to go to all of these places and it was so fun. And I didn't really get the value of money at all, which was, I'm like, I don't care. I should, I should be worrying. Everyone's like, do you have a retirement? Are you thinking about your future? I'm like, no. I have this money that I need, you know, as it comes in and I'll, I'll save for my $7 a day budget around the world. So I, you know, again, took a left turn of not doing the right thing, but also having this super rich life of meeting people all over the world, meeting kids, like volunteering at, for monks and um, animals and children and just this crazy, crazy life of, adventure. Um, and I had, you know, this point of view that if I ever stopped to get a real job, then I wouldn't be able to do this stuff. Cause that's kind of a point of view that a lot of people have. If you get a nine to five, then you can't do anything really. And I was like, no, um, <laughs> but what most people don't know is you can, if you ask for it, if you would like to travel, 
there isn't like, you just get to ask and receive it. After I, so I did come home and I was gonna, you know, had massage school and stuff. And I was only gonna live in Denver for a year. And then I was gonna move to Australia. I had it all set up, I was gonna go. But in order to make a little bit more money, I started massaging and I start, I'm like, I'll just, I tried working at a day spa for like one day. <laughs> gave it a shot. I gave it a shot. I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. I am not working here. Also, I I like couldn't get hired anywhere, you know, so I was making myself wrong again. I'm like, I am such a loser. Well, I'm just going to work for myself. I'm like, all right, I'm going to, how do you start a business anyway? So I was like, well, I'm just going to start making money and see what happens. And so I found a little room that I could rent for three, three days a week or something. And then I'm like, I don't know anyone here. What's the fastest way of spreading this stuff? And I just learned the sparse thing. What's the fastest way of spreading this stuff? And so there was a thing called Groupon, which is like a discounted coupon thing here for people not from the United States. But it basically like they chop your list. So let's say I was charging like $45 a massage because I was just starting out. And so they'd chop your prices in half and then you would get like half of that. So I was massaging. I think I sold like 800 massages and like 400 or 200, like a crazy amount of bars sessions too. They called it like a head, head therapy. I don't know what they called it on Groupon because they didn't know what the bars were. I'm like, I don't really know what they are either, but you just, I put hands on my, on people's heads. So I was like doing all of these sessions for 12 to $14 an hour and just getting through it. So by the time it was, um, by the time it was time to go to Australia, I was like, oh, I can't go. I, I'm in debt now. Um, I have all these Groupons to do. I have this business now, which I kind of like. So <laughs> I'm just going to stay. So I did the wrong thing again of letting, from my point of view, I did the wrong thing of not going to Australia. My one chance to go to Australia. And I stayed. I started creating my business. I also started growing, like my access business was growing and I'm like, this is pretty cool. I had, I had been researching how to also like do online things. I'm like, you know, I like this hourly thing of massage, but I'd also like to be able to like do things online because online stuff was starting to get big and like coaching. And I knew like, if I put my mind to something, I would, I could do it. So I was yeah. trying to figure out how to become this life coach thing. And it, none of the programs I was following we're working I'm like oh I hate this and I'm like wait becoming a CF you can do online sessions online classes you can travel I'm like wait that's what I was asking for so I started you know doing that and going somehow you know what would it take to travel more and get paid for it somehow people were inviting me to like England and Alaska. And I was like, what? This is awesome. And, you know, becoming an Oracle or just choosing to go to classes in different countries. Um, eventually some of those classes were in Australia and I did get to go to Australia finally, which I didn't think I was going to do. And so that's how the, the traveling thing kind of snowballed and is still a huge part of my life. And I'm so grateful. That's just awesome. What an adventurer you are. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And even in the face of making yourself wrong, 
yeah. you still didn't. You did. You went with what you knew to be true for that time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it felt so wrong every time. But like, I want to say like the, I was always it. Feel, it always feels, and it still feels like the me that mm-hmm. is me is always dragging me through the not me like dragging me through the mud. I love it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. So, um, well, one other thing that seems to be a big left turn for this reality is talk to the entities. Can you say a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, Another, yeah. So much left turn, I know. Now I'm like, what, doesn't everybody talk to entities? But in reality, no, most people are, don't want to either, at least in where I'm from, you know, the United yeah. States, a lot of people don't like to acknowledge um, entities or, you know, death is a huge judgeable offense. Yeah. Um, you're not supposed to die. And if you do, you're supposed to get really sick and you're supposed to live as long as possible, even if you're not quite there the whole time. And like, it's just this, um, you know, heavy thing. Um, And I was like, I remember going to my great aunt's, I think great or great, great, one of the greats aunt's um, funerals when I was little. And I was like, I was probably like, four or five or something. And I went there and I was like, this is the most uncomfortable thing ever. Cause I liked being happy and yes. everyone was so sad. And I remember seeing aunt Gussel there and I was like, hi, like in the casket. I'm like, well, you're dead. You were alive a little while ago. I was playing with all your toys you like to give me, but I didn't really know what death meant, but I knew I didn't like that feeling in the room. And I remember at four or five, I'm like, I am never going to a funeral again. And so I shut off, you know, I shut off a huge part of even being present with death and entities, Mm -hmm. except I had, I didn't know at the time, but I had a huge awareness of entities. I was, but I also watched for some reason, a lot of horror movies when I was little. So everything was trying to kill me and I would see things in my room and I would perceive things and I would think that something was always trying to jump through the window or you know things were trying to kill me and just a whole life and I couldn't tell anybody this um because a you don't talk about ghosts you didn't really talk we didn't talk about ghosts in my family um most families don't (laughs) yeah it was all made like you're you're just making it up you know there is no monster under your bed basically I'm like there's monsters all over the room. Um, so a whole life of also being aware of that stuff, which is another level of anxiety um, that I didn't know that I could ever change. I just thought I had to like look normal and also like, oh my God, every single new country I'd go to, I would, it would take me like, you know, sometimes hours to move from the airport to where I was supposed to go because I was like almost locked in time and space of fear. I thought it was fear. Like it would just take forever for me to move somewhere. Cause I was, I didn't know at the time I was just so aware of all these new energies, all these entities talking to me. And so the first time I saw, I was started, you know, 
you open up the book of access consciousness and there's all these classes you can take. And one of them was talk to the entities. And I was like, that's for real? Like, okay, they wouldn't put that in there if it wasn't for real. I'm like, I have to take this. So um, I think Kara was coming to Denver and I'm like, I'm going to this class. And I made my other friend go to this class and I paid for another friend to go. I'm like, we're all taking this class. So we went to her, talked to the entities, and it was like, wow. Um, just acknowledging that, like, there are family members around, there's dead pets around, you know, there's still, no one ever really dies. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense to me. And you don't have to believe any of this stuff. Of course, it's, this is just what I've learned and what's really helped me. It's just my point of view and um, take it or leave it. But, you know, acknowledging that, energy never dies it just shifts changes transmorts tr transmorphs transmort that's not <laughs> a good word <laughs> sure and um so finally opening up the conversation to all the energies around me allowed me to lower my barriers and just start saying hello and when i got to a new country just starting to say hello and after that first class, my anxiety was basically gone. Wow. Um, it was unbelievable. I'm like, wow, the whole time. And even when I was a little kid, like I was aware of this. I had no idea. And also after that class, so, you know, some people can see entities and I can't really, I'll see things sometimes, but I also learned like you don't really see them unless you want to see them. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like, do you know how many entities there are really around you right now? And if you were to see all of them all at once, that might be a little overwhelming. So I was like, oh, awesome. But maybe after this class, I'd be a little bit more um, apt to seeing them more. I don't know. So I remember right after class, I went to my massage studio. I had started hiring people. So I we had to go do payroll really quick. And I went over there and I'm like, I have that feeling, this ang anxious feeling. I'm like, okay, is this an entity or something else? Okay, this is an entity. And it was dark and I was by myself and I'm like, oh my God, I, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna see an entity in here. So I opened the door and I was like, there was a big purple orb on the stairs. And I was like, nope not ready yet so I shut the door I'm like no freaking way I called my friend I'm like who I made go to the class I'm like you gotta come over here I just saw one I'm not ready to see one nope 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 I'm like come over here and come in so he came in with me and we didn't see it on the stairs afterwards but I was like okay sorry I promise from now on I won't freak out and I'll practice lowering my barriers the next time I see you but thank you for showing me sorry I you know reacted and it was just now it's so fun like every time if I do get that um anxious feeling now it's just a sign that oh there's an energy or an entity or something to say hello to it's not something wrong that I have to back away from so what an amazing left turn I could have gone through life you know never looking at that stuff yeah never taking talk to the entities um but i chose to and and then i chose to become a talk to the entities facilitator which people started to hear about at home in michigan and they're like what they thought i was crazy so i think the next year um i went back home and you know went to lunch with all my friends and they're like do you really believe in fairies i'm like yeah 
<laughs> they some of them loved it and some of them was were like let's not talk about this but it was just so fun like what if your left turns even if they're goofy or not right or you know out of this world what if they will inspire others to to have more fun in their life or even like start to talk to plants or something um and now yeah. it's yeah, just like start to explore things you've never, they never would have. You can be an inspiration just through your weirdness and your wrongness. You know, you're an inspiration, Allison, just with your exuberance of living and all of that. Thank and I want to, yeah, thank you so much for being on today. And um, just wow, just keep this being you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I love this. I just love this awareness too, really quick. Like you can't perceive it in somebody else unless you be it too. And I see the same in you. So I can't wait to see you as soon as possible. And thank you so much for having me on here. Oh, you are so welcome. What a gift, Allison. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for joining this episode of Left Turn. I wonder what embracing left turns could create in your life. What magical possibilities might show up? Remember, when you choose left turns, you are joining a group of the most creative and brilliant people the world has ever known. 